so snowy out that the bus has to go, well, has to cut along Tempe Crescent because it can't go over the hill along 29th. And then come down. Because it's so snowy right. and, and, uh, and slickery outside. Right. The snow's really sticking. There's, uh, there's, well, there's several centimeters, almost four centimeters on the ground. <laughs> and it's, oh, really? the cars are sliding around. Oh, okay. The clouds are piling up around Burnaby Mountain and off beyond Baker and the Olympics. And it's a beautiful snowy night on the porch. And this, this is a great way to spend postcards from Gravel Beach number 19. Well, first up today comes from Richard Brodigan's, well, another one of Richard Brodigan's classic called In Watermelon Sugar. This is nine things. It was good to be back at the shack, but there was a note on the door for Margaret. I read the note and it did not please me and I threw it away, so not even time could find it. I sat down on my table and looked out the window, down to I death. I had a few things to do with pen and ink and did them rapidly and without mistake and put them away written in watermelon seed ink upon the sheets of sweet smelling wood made by Bill down at the shingle factory. Then I thought that I would plant some flowers out by this patio statue. A bunch of them in a circle around the seven-foot potato. That would look nice. I went and got some seeds from the chest that I kept my things in and noticed that everything was ajar. So far before planting the seeds, I put everything back in order. I have nine things, more or less. A child's ball. I can't remember which child. A present given me nine years ago by Fred. My essay on weather. some numbers, 1 through 24, an extra pair of overalls, a, a piece of blue metal, something from the forgotten works, a lock of hair that needs washing. I kept the seeds out because I was going to put them in the ground around the potato. I have a few other things that I keep in my room at iDeath. I have a nice room there off towards the trout hatchery. I went outside and planted the seeds around the potato and wondered again who liked vegetables so much, and where were they buried, under a river, or had a tiger eaten them a long time ago when a tiger's beautiful voice had said, I liked your statues very much, especially that rutabaga by the ballpark, but alas. Whoa, there's a whole bushel of raccoons living underneath the porch next door. There are three of them, the book is as big as bushels. Four of them, five of them, Jesus, hard to tell. We're shining the flashlight, and, well, they're looking a little bit timid. But I guess it was probably them who tore into the garbage this afternoon. It all seems to make sense. The snow falling, forcing them downhill, garbage getting torn open. There's a porch with an opening underneath. Seems like a good place to hide. Anyway, I came across, while unpacking, a book of poetry by Philip Whalen called Scenes of Life at the Capitol. And I think he means a couple of different world capitals uh, rather than country capitals or state capitals. I think he spent some time in Kyoto and then maybe Washington, D.C. I'm not exactly sure. But I came across the book and stuck into a page was a 
ticket stub from Jerry Garcia Band in Seattle on Saturday, August 7th, 1993 at 2 p.m. an afternoon show. Jerry Garcia Band, no lineup before 9 a.m. Saturday Memorial Stadium, Seattle Center, general admission, 1993. And so I open it up to that page and starting about halfway down the page where there seems to be a natural break. So a lot of, it's pretty much just one long piece of verse. He experiments a lot of with punctuation, spacing, and, well, syntax and lexicon, I suppose. Here we go. Large comma. Yeah, Mr. C. Olson used to say, so the word, had a big wal- walrus mustache laden with fresh beer foam. Flowers have great medicinal virtue. I decided not to go to town until Wednesday, buy time to read at Asahi Beer Hall, not have to teach. I just now caught bright future glimpse of myself on Wednesday. Long green coat, orange beard, glasses, completely distracted by trauma of trying to talk Japanese to the waitress. Out of patience, out of breath, wrestling to break, strong wool British overcoat stranglehold flowers and vegetables. Maybe they will change my mind. The light is different because it's a different season. Autumn in New York. Usual garden uniform, green moss, a pleasure. In spring, unexpected crocus and lily and tulip crash through it, surprising shapes and colors. Western civilization, rigid and tyrannical. But it also teaches necessity for objective examination of the organization and also provides all kinds of suggestions how to alter the works. Mr. Karl Marx wrote a book, All by His Lonesome in the British Museum. Shh. I've read The Trial and Death of Socrates lots of times. When it hits me right, I can cry. Other days, I wonder why it took the government so long to catch up with him. Nothing happened to Plato. There he sits, writing. Well, here's a volume from E. E. Cummings that have been hauling around with me recently. You see, I've been down in Goldendale, Washington on a trip, and I took a big pile of books with me. I was thinking I was all slack because I was taking rather thin volumes, several of them, thinking I'd have a chance to go out and disappear into the hills and record a few postcards. But, alas, the wind noise everywhere I went was far too loud to try and record outside, and I try not to record inside if I can barely help it. But anyway... I had taken some thin volumes, including Portrait of an Artist's Young Man, Anais Nin's Collages, and a few others, Gary Snyder's Backcountry, that had been meaning to read. But, alas, I left some of those at uh, my secret lair in Olympia, And uh, but one that managed to make it back up north with me was E.E. E. Cummings' A Hundred Selected Poems. So, of those selected poems, here's number 35. Somewhere I have never traveled, gladly beyond any experience your eyes have their silence. In your most frail gesture all things which enclose me, or which I cannot touch because they are too near. Your slightest look easily will enclose me, though I have closed myself as fingers. You open always petal by petal by petal myself as spring opens, touching skillfully, mysteriously, her first rose. Or, if you wish to be close to me, 
I and my life will shut very beautifully, suddenly, and when the heart of this flower imagines the snow carefully everywhere descending. Nothing which we are to perceive in this world equals the power of your intense fragility, whose texture compels me with the color of its countries, rendering death and forever with each breathing. Parentheses. I do not know what it is about you that closes and opens. Only something in me understands the voice of your eyes is deeper than all roses. Close. Nobody, not even the rain, has such small hands. I have perceived that to be with those I like is enough. To stop in company with the rest at evening is enough. To be surrounded by beautiful, curious, breathing, laughing flesh is enough. To mass among them, to touch anyone, to rest my arm even so lightly around his or her neck for a moment. What is this then? I do not ask any more delight. I swim in it as in the sea. Ah, that's Walt Whitman, crazy old lonesome traveler. Well, he made friends easily, traveling so many years ago. And that one, well, that goes out to all my friends far and wide. Sunday, Providence, gray like last week. With my bargain matinee, cough syrup nod, candy coated, hold on to my thick head. Next wave goes to Mars, next even further. Watch the clothes spin in their fluff and dried nebulae. I've tried it all on bended knees, but I'll just think here and sit about. Lost months and misplaced friends, haggard days and ice cream cones. I'll stand here holding nothing, try to think how I got here, then figure where I am. I'll stand a shady place, counting nickels and a happenstance, empty out of my pockets onto the ground. You can't trade lint for bread and cheese. It's cloudier now then than it's been for years. I've spent days moving quickly, years dreaming loosely, and hours watching patiently, and weeks muddling and fidgeting for the moment. Now, now that is elsewhere and some time before. The dogma, the karma, means start to ceremony with duct tape and question marks. Tired boots thinking how you should be, otherwise it's alright. Just as long as everything is justified by candle wax and framed. It's supposed to, the hand-me-down coincidence. The clouds, the fact that three or four or five are read to write. Isn't the truth, it's just five, six and wrong. And we've jumped over hedges with nothing on the other side. And we've sat on ledges, watching from high above rivers going somewhere we might have been before. And we watched the airplanes going to some place, seeing them from the dirt going somewhere, with people never seen. And we've stumbled sidewalks, tripped them in our boots, stayed out of the drain grates, and ended up where we weren't. So tired, so tired, but sometimes so inspired, bewildered. With something we've never met, and history yet unseen. I see the diesel downshifting, neon blinking all across the sky. I see cars 
cards driving in all circles and I see you looking in the corners see what's defined amidst the rubble the happy and the in-between the worlds and the bricks the grass and dirt still moist breathing life lost loveliness in spite of it all like in the Providence days when we carried the three-foot bong to the park late at night sitting next to stoic Roger Williams overlooking the city Listening to the clanging of the crane held post-masher. We filled the chamber with piney drink, gin drinks and vomited in historic places. Yes, Washington was a guest here, April 6, 1776. Yes, and I hurled my stomachs 216 years later. Take a mental note to eat better. This thick, sweet medicine. Not at the Sunday morning laundry takes its toll at games are great and the newspaper worse. There are many things I don't have. Tickets, dollars, ways and means. The diesel smell always reminds me of being exactly here right about now. Those neon lights and cheap motels, styrofoam coffee and sleeping bags. But I'm going elsewhere. I'm going elsewhere, not here, but maybe it'll look like here. I just hope not. Don't you disappear into the fray of human tragedy. Just lay your haggard body here next to me. Both God and devil can steer you wrong. My life clipping by at 33 and one-third speed. I'll stand here hugging nothing. Count my dusty nickels. And start looking what the road signs say. Well, I am happy my drink is still going. Oh, and it's tasting good, too. Highly recommended for those who enjoy a little something extra in their beverage enjoyment experience. Well, that was, uh, geez, uh, E.E. E. Cummings was in there. Philip Whalen was in there. Who did I start off with? Oh, there was some Walt Whitman in there. And I wrapped it up with a chunk of my own freeform verse. I hope you enjoy that. I have so much fun doing the little programs, and it means so much to me that you folks listen along. I do dig the comments, so send them along. And really, if you do have something you'd like me to read, don't be shy. Coming up on the next few shows, I've got this uh, Letters to a Young Poet from Rainier Rilke that I've been meaning to read. And I keep on meaning to catch up on my Letters from Russia and the Uncle Weed story. And I've even been doing a little bit of new writing, so who knows, I might even bust some of that out. But I'd love to read some new young writers, so send me an email, dave at uncleweed.net. One other quick note, if you're buying books for your friends or family for the holiday season, whatever you're celebrating, check out uncleweed.net, and I have some links there, some good bookshops, and, you know, I even make a, a little uh, micro center or two off the, off the deal. So, you know, if 3,000 of you order books, I might get enough to buy a good bottle of French Red. So dig it. <laughs>